Hello and welcome to Happy People Sell. I'm your host, Pete Drinkwater, and through this series, I'm going to be talking you through how we can help empower people that want, need, have to, whatever, if it's to do with selling and fitness, that's what we're here for. We'll be going through how we can keep positive, how we can teach, how we can guide, how we can support, basically everything that's going to make you a happier salesperson because happy people do sell. So if you want to be better at your job, you want to get better sales, better returns and earn more money, this is the place for you. Hello, hello. So welcome to Happy People Sell. And what I want to do is hit the ground running with a very special guest, Jason. And Jason is, the reason I've got him on is he's obviously going to explain more about him, but I think Jason is exceptionally good at selling with a network. And I'm going to kind of break down what I mean by that. Um, and I just feel like, you know, personally, I've, I've gone through the process with how Jason does things and how he sells. And I'm very kind of blunt and upfront and I've yet to find a reason to dislike him for any reason. And I've given him money. So he's, he's obviously doing something right. Um, but Jason, welcome. Thank you for coming on. That's a pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. No problem at all. Do you want to obviously, you know, everyone or if anyone doesn't know who you are, obviously give us the outline of who you are. What do you do? Yeah, sure. So primarily I'm a investor and um, I, I invest in all sorts of markets from the most passive right through to speculative um, financial markets and some crypto. Um, and that's primarily kind of what I do. That's my bread and butter. And um, obviously on top of that, it's allowed me to create businesses because I've I had a lot of free time and um, I decided that there was a lot of people that were really crap with money, um, particularly entrepreneurs or people earning kind of you know, the higher income brackets. So uh, I, I basically mapped out what it is that I did from age 22 to 29 that allowed me to be in a position where I, I didn't have to kind of actively uh, work and uh, and teach them how to do it. So it's a, it's a comprehensive wealth program. And that, that's what I that's what I help people do essentially achieve a financial freedom. So uh, yeah, it's I do that every day. Doing it in your words. <laughs> so when did you when did you actually start Tears of Freedom? Uh, I started I, I launched the program in November 2019. So just before like six months before COVID. Um it's actually the end of October, but yeah, October, November. And um that's that's when we launched it. So we took a initial intake and we kind of did a bit of an experiment between high earners and low earners and measured the prosperity level the, you know that how much how much how much time people could buy into the future if their if their income was to drop uh, on day you know day 1 how much time could you buy into the future and it was it was amazing to see how level that playing field was from seven figure earners to 25 grand a year earners and uh, it was a massive eye opener and and it just from that initial launch, it just really opened everyone's eyes to to what wealth is really all about. Um, but yeah, it's it's not been going that long. Um, before oh. that, I before that I, I you know I, I was in more in the speculative space, uh, and I still am. But I was finding that there was a lot of people going straight into high speculation, and not having their money game together. And then it was kind of the very approach that they were taking was the thing that was hindering them so uh it was yeah something needed to be done so there was a big gap in the market for 
what I'd done really from from age 22 to 29. Absolutely, and I'm assuming you know that that level playing field is purely just because if you don't earn enough, then your outgoings aren't going to be higher. But obviously, if you're earning a lot, your outgoings are higher. So really, it evens itself out, doesn't it? But the the whole principles. Obviously, I'm going through this process, so I understand the principles yeah. and the whole fact of what you're saying. And I'm, you know, I was awful with money, like appalling mm -hmm. with money. And like I've spoken to you before, it comes from kind of a, you know, seeing how your parents deal with money and it transfers across. So yeah. I, I find it all really interesting. And it's kind of for me, it's it's a good way of controlling, you know, habits and getting all in line, which works really well. So 2019, since so is started now. So you obviously don't go to the nitty gritty of numbers, but this is a prime example of what I mean. So from my point of view, I I haven't seen an ad. Do you run ads? No, we've, we've never run an ad. No. Yeah, exactly my point. Never seen an ad, but I'm assuming now, if you could talk in percentages, how much has the business grown over the last two, well, just under two years? Oh, uh, well, it, it's grown to seven figures. And the great thing about that business is because we've got no ads, it's a... Between one month and one uh, month one and month four, it was a ninety six percent profit margin, and from month four to twelve, it was around a eighty six percent profit margin. And now it's creeping down into kind of the seventy seven, seventy eight because we're we've got different teams and systems and things in place, but costs. but very very high profit margin business um, mm. because of the way that we almost create organic marketing. Um, I call it a flywheel. It's a flywheel effect of a community, and then the community sell the program, um, and that's and that's what we did uh, two years or yeah two years prior to that in 2018, uh, 2000 yeah January 2018. So almost two years uh, prior, we launched Tier One Trading, and it was exactly the same model. So we 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 haven't spent we spent one we did one ad on that, and that was for a webinar we did once. Other than that, nothing. No ad account, no Facebook ads account, nothing like that. And uh, that did the same, seven figures in the first 12 months, you know, seven figures year on year. And um, and it was exactly the same model. It's exactly the same uh, approach. What was your reason for doing it that way around? Um, what, the businesses or the... Yeah, I mean, so obviously when people go, right, I'm going to start a business, the, one of the first factors is always, okay, I'm going to do this, this, I'm going to set it up, I'm going to create a product, now I need to advertise. That's that's just a very common way. And obviously people that are listening to this, they're going to be in that space where they're told, what you need to do is get your business set up, get a product and then advertise it. Spend money on Facebook, give Zuckerberg more money and just pump it out and then obviously work with the leads. And obviously, you know, I'm lucky, like my uh, personal partner with the marketing, she's very different in her approach. It's not just, just hammer money into a ads account and hope for the best the more you spend the more you're going to get back is very much actually how can we build you know same same process as you how can we build this community so was it that it was just looking at it and going do you know what that's what everyone else does doesn't mean it works and just doing it differently i think um when people launch businesses you're, you're right a lot of people who are entrepreneurs or they want to start a business what they do is they think they have a good idea uh, the problem with ideas is they're it's it, they're crap. Like basically, an idea can be good, but if no one knows that they need the thing, then the product isn't a product. So, what the, the most popular approach that I see people take, and, I, and I've seen 
you know, entrepreneurs do this time and time again, when they'll launch a product, they just keep it quiet. They build this thing that they think is logical in their mind and that their perfect client needs. And absolutely their client might need it. But the problem is when they get to the day where they've got to launch it, they're they're on a back foot. They're trying to launch something that no one knows they need. Because if they knew that they need, if they knew the problem they had, they wouldn't have the problem, right? So I, I, I see the people trying to launch products to, to, to serve a need that people don't know they've got. So for instance, like if I wanted a six pack abs um, and someone was telling me, you've got to change your lifestyle, your habits, your this, that, your mindset, your bloody shopping bill, your shopping routine, all this crap. I'd be like, no, mate, that guy over there says I can have a six pack and he's showing me a six pack. So I'll go with that guy. And, and that is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because that's what people want. But the guy that's showing me and telling me he can give me a six pack, which is what I want, will absolutely then teach me that I need to change my habits. But he sold it at that point. I'm sold and now I'm in it. And now I'm going, right, this makes sense. I've got, you've got to give people what they want and then serve up what they need to get them the result. And, and that kind of then feeds into actually getting them a result you know that's the next problem i see a lot of people with kind of diluted services that really aren't life-changing and uh i think that you if you i mean this this is why i practice this is why i preach what i preach this is why i teach what i teach because i think if you can have your money together and you can you can build your wealth the right way and that doesn't mean having a lot of money but but structuring your finances in a way that allows you to create a product or service with love and care. And you spend a lot of time gaining insights from people and they tell you what they want. And then you, in the same conversations, you figure out the, the missing pieces of the puzzle and what people need and why they're not getting what they say they want. You can then put all your care and attention into providing a service that's one, you know, there's a demand for, cause you've just, you know you've just done the rounds on a load of people that are begging for this thing but two you know it's like low-hanging fruit you, you can you can get a result it's a guaranteed result and as soon as you get the result that's measurable you can measure how much of a difference that's made in their life then that sets the tone for your pricing it sets the tone for how many referrals you can potentially get and what your market is and it's so much easier it's such a much more effortless way of doing business rather than right, here's my product. I've built this process. It's an ABC process. And this is all logical in my mind. Now I've got to try and figure out how to sell it to someone who doesn't even know why they need it. They know what they want, but they don't know why they need this. They don't know how it's going to help. Let's put some money behind some ads, you know, and then at the same time, they're not tracking their profit margins, you know, the net, net margin, gross margin. They're not tracking any of that. And before they've even started the business, they've only taken into consideration what they think will make money. They haven't taken into consideration the time it will take, how passive it is, how mobile it is, you know, the affordability, how much it's going to sacrifice their liquidity, how tricky and difficult it is to start, you know, how scalable it is. They don't take any of that into consideration. And if you do that, you have a much more poised and calculated approach at a business and you're... You know, for me, it's just time is the objective all the time. I have to maintain freedom whilst I'm doing these businesses because that's, you know, I get what I want, they get what they want, and it's a great way to, to do business. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as you know, I work within the fitness space primarily. You know, recently now looking, um, as being an outsourced sales, 
the same sort of thing. People are just run ragged, you know, and sales is something that, you know, I'll, I'll always go out. I don't think everyone can be taught sales. I think you've no. got to have certain characteristics to be able to do it effectively, um, which is why I'm not going to go down the route of teaching because I think it's pointless. You know, that's just a money grab. But then with fitness, you've got, I kind of look at the way fitness marketed, markets the same as the way businesses hope things will happen. It's just going, right, obvious, obvious, obvious. This is definitely, definitely going to happen. But then, you know, a lot of people get loads of people into their business and then they haven't got a clue how they're going to deal with them. They can't actually take them through the process. So it's always, it's just such an expensive way of doing it. And, you know, the ridiculous amount of, um, businesses that don't even do that nurture sequence and obviously yeah. from you yeah so with you doing it the way you've done it you know i get it i understand you kind of build your network you show what you've done first and then obviously people come to you don't they you yeah. know if you're always trying to to grab and pull people in they'll resist but if they just sort of flow in it's always a lot of an easier process but with that network how was it years cultivating that or did you just say, right, okay, I need to get myself in front of these people now to then get my message out? Yeah, uh, that was kind of, a, no, it wasn't years. I mean, it was six months, you know, I, it was basically, I spent a lot of time, I did a, a, an entrepreneur accelerator program, um, as you know, and I spent a lot of time around entrepreneurs and I was only on that program really to just learn. I, I allocate a set amount to my self-development and I was really there to kind of see how I could refine my pitch and my message and, and speaking and all the rest of it. Cause I knew that was important, but really the people that the network or the ideal market were that group, you know, it was, mm. it was around that networking group. It was entrepreneurs that were just didn't they had their heading in, in the clouds. Uh, like you said about you, you know, it's, it's not uncommon at all. Uh, entrepreneurs have really got their head in the sand when it comes to finances a lot of the time. And uh, I knew that I could help them. So it was kind of the way that I, the way that I kind of put, brought it into existence was to start, I designed the program on that, accelerator in the background i didn't even go on the accelerator for that I, I did it you know just based off of conversations i was gonna say and, which came first yeah. yeah yeah and um i went on there and and what i would do is i'd start asking questions you know um putting this program together you know it's, it's going to do this this and that and you'd see their eyes light up you know and you'd also see sometimes they'd go, uh, they'd glaze over and just not listen. And you'd, and I would just take mental notes and go, right, okay, that's not really, a, a, that's a bit of fluff, you know, get rid of the fluff. Let's let's see, let's get the eye lighting up moments and, and make a note yeah. of all of them. And then I would start going, uh, and then they'd start asking me questions. Oh, is it going to have this? Is it going to have that? And then I'd get a few of the same requests and I'd be like, yeah, of course it's going to you know, don't it? Uh, yeah, and then I would build that in. And then, I, and basically what you're doing is you're building something that you know is going to sell. You know, it's, it's mm. not something that's going to, well, it is going to require a level of selling. And I'll, I'll get onto that in a minute, but it's not, it's more effortless. You know, you're not on a back foot. You've got something that you know there's a demand for, and then you've just got to learn how to deliver it. So what happens is when you do these kind of organic flywheel type uh businesses you do get an influx because you get the raving fans at the beginning right so the key uh, and then once those, those raving fans kind of die out then that's when most people go and get more and more kind of cold i hate saying cold human beings right but but you yeah, know yeah. people who don't know you 
Um, and that's when they try and kind of start ramping up ad spend and stuff. So the key is obviously something that you and I know is something called oversubscribed. And, and that is, you know, there's, there's, this is something I've done in the markets for, for it's how I've made most of my money, which is demand and supply um, yeah. and being able to, to read that and capitalize on that. But that's essentially what it is. So the way that you overcome that kind of big peak and then drop off and then having to go out and get cold ads is just to keep a constant demand bigger than the supply. So you have to have then have the kind of the, the discipline and not be greedy and just take a portion at a time and then manage the increasing cost as you're getting results for people, maybe take on a few more and you kind of scale it that way, but you always keep the demand and the supply relative. And then you just go out there and talk about your message all the time. And then it just kind of feeds people in. So you go and grow your channels, your social channels, and that's really your only job. You know, your only job is to go and speak about what you believe in yeah. and, um, and then have the discipline to keep, to, to not commoditize your, your work, because if yeah. you, if you let everyone have it, then it's all gone, isn't it? Exactly. No. I mean, for me, that's the interesting bit because I look at it and I know exactly what was happening. You know, I can see the process. I understand exactly what's going on. But whereas some people might go, oh, do you know, I know what's happening. I don't want to feel like I'm in a sales process. I was loving it because I think ultimately I know exactly what you're doing. I can see time and time again it works. And like I said to you, I'm never going to be that straight away because I'm very much, you know, Maybe, maybe I'm just too cynical, but you kind of see enough of these things going on. You like, actually, yeah. I want to wait and see, you know, how it pans out. Yeah. People I know doing it, and you are going to get a lot of people like me that kind of wait and see. Yeah. And I knew the process that was happening, and like I said, there was a time when I knew actually right now, and it was more expensive for me, but I accepted that because for my peace of mind, I just needed to make sure. And if it's working time and time again, why would I not want to then go and learn that? What's the point of me going and doing, you know, a fly-by-night one that's just it's dead as quick as it started? You know, you need to kind of look at these things. I think this is where I certainly used to be here, just 100 miles an hour everywhere. Didn't really think yeah. about what I was doing. But now it, when you slow down, and this is like, you know, the 20-day um, sales-ready challenge, which I've created, is now just saying, stop, just stop for a second. Just get these points in place. This is yeah. from experience. I've done all this, and it's just slowing it all down. So yeah. in terms of sales then, okay, yep. now obviously sales, well, hopefully we agree on this, sales is the lifeblood of business, but where, so for your businesses, where does sales kind of rank? How, how do you view it as a business in a culture within your business? Yeah, so um, just, just kind of rounding off what you just said, I guess, uh, just to highlight, people do want to be sold to for a start, so you know, entrepreneurs love buying anyway. They just feel like, you know, they get it. And the entrepreneurs buy anyway. Second of all, you do have to have a valuable product because if you're not getting results, there's not going to be the word of mouth. You have to be getting results for someone. Even if you start for two or three people only and give it to them for free and make sure that you get a result for them, then, you know, that should be a priority. Um, that's again, going back to sure. what you first said is showing that outcome. Yeah, well, showing the outcome. Just talking about the journey. Yeah, yeah, get, getting actual results um, in a world where you promise the world and, and people don't deliver. It's very refreshing. It cuts through uh, the noise, and then having the discipline to to increase the prices and not do all the mates rates and all the rest of it because 
like you say, you paid more than you could have earlier on, and that is how we're scaling the the revenue. It's it's you, you pay this, then you're going to pay that, and it's very transparent. We don't do kind of back run to the back of the room, and this is the one price, and we do it at that price every single time. You've seen the price go up over time, and it and it will do for forever. Um, so and you can also having- look at that as you know what's involved goes up i'm sure it's updated it's refined it's improved yeah. as you go through but yeah but, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk about how the uh, i can talk about how the product how i would develop yeah. a product uh, in a bit but essentially with the sales you know i'm really just looking at um the efficiency of a sale uh because i'm very like, as i say it's time objective so the efficiency of a sale the efficiency of marketing and the efficiency of the next part of the journey and how easy it is for people to go into that. So in terms of the product, what we're really focusing on first and foremost is the product system um, and and how, so when, when we launch one product, what we're thinking about is how's the client feeling once they've signed up, you know, what, what's the concerns or problems that they might have then and then when they get to a certain part in the program, what problems might they have then? What concerns might they have then? How can we serve them there? And then by thinking that way, you can either have other services that you can offer them or you just make your program even better, you know, and, and they just feel amazed at, at how great that, that, that kind of journey is. Um, and then you want to never, ever have a place for them to stop. You know, you want to be, you, you want to have them as clients for life. So, the goal for me is to is to get them in to give them a result they want to sing the praises they want to tell other people but at the same time they want to stay and then you got to have a service ideally a reoccurring revenue service that you're building up in the background uh, to to build that sustainable income which is something we've always done as well at tier one and and grace and education but sales is the lifeblood because if you don't sell uh you don't get any <laughs> you don't get any money and then it's game over. I think a lot of entrepreneurs avoid selling because they don't, they like creating and they'll, they'll procrastinate selling. They'll put anything before selling because everything's much more exciting than having a conversation around sales. But my, my outlook on that is you have to be able to master. If you, if you want to be a business owner, and you want to help people and you want to get your message out to more and more people, you have to have a degree of influence. You know, you have to be influential and that if you can master and work on your influence and your ability to influence people, you will naturally increase your ability to sell to people because it's exactly the same thing. Um, It's about getting people on your level, getting them to understand that, you know, that they've got a, they've got a problem show them that you've got a result that they want with just a, a glimmer of inspiration. You know, don't rub it in their face. I, I, I don't, I like to kind of show people that the results there, but I don't necessarily talk about it. I might just flicker it, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm talking about the, the problems you've got and the, the mistakes you've made sometimes maybe. And then, and then allude to the fact that I've got an answer for you and I, everything's going to be all right. And when you, when you kind of, when you deliver a message that way, it's not really like selling. It's just like, well, where is it? How much is it? Well, and then you can kind of go into uh, the value stacking and kind of make it a no brainer kind of thing. And um, 
and it just makes it much more easy. I, I'm not a salesman. I've just got a good product that I know people need and I've got a lot of insight. So therefore I just need to get them to understand mm. that this is the right decision for them. It's you know, a perfect it's, example of an ecosystem, which obviously we know yeah. quite well from past courses and things. And, you know, this is why I kind of always look at it because what I do is direct one-to-one, -one, you know, conversation, conversation, conversation. But obviously as things expand and build, you know, we know the ecosystems, how it works, and all these successful businesses and people, you know, brands like Gymshark and um, people yeah. like that, it's not so much, you know, look at our stuff, because really you could argue it's the same as a lot of other stuff, but it's, it's the, the brand, the community, right. the feel. So, you know, I, I personally feel like that is the important bit. I feel like that's um, where kind of, you know, the fitness industry specifically, because obviously it's been a horrific year, Hmm. you know for an industry Especially like that you, yeah 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 it's, it's just been brutal and now obviously things are opening up again but you can see that people are they are panicking it's not a hmm. there's no there's not a lot of thought going into a lot of it because and you can understand why and um, because it's kind of the chicken yeah i suppose what would your advice be then because from my point of view you see people going shit all right what do we do we, we need to do this all right let's just hammer ads hammer ads when there's that when there's that urgency there to start getting a bit of money because i personally feel marketers are obviously having a heyday at the moment but there is so much repetition that yeah. and because i speak to people you know clients or what uh, sorry leads who want to become clients so i i can hear the messages and there is so much noise that people are getting very diluted mm -hmm. so what would your advice be now yeah, I know it's a big question, but yeah. So uh, it, it, it's so true what you're saying. I mean, it, it is the the scarcity mindset and the desperation mindset is the very thing that's going to stop you making money. So that goes back to why I teach what I teach. The Tears of Freedom program is to get you to the right place at the right time and build and get to financial freedom as efficiently as possible. That that is starts with, you know, serving up your animal brain. You know, basically, there's a story. Recently, um, you know that I've got a, a very kind of diverse uh, investment portfolio and it's structured and it's allocated in a, in a specific way. And right at the top of my investment portfolio is speculation and, and that's divided into multiple categories as well. But there was a, there was a period of time recently where the crypto stuff has gone crazy, right? So it went from being three to five percent of the total liquidity up to about 20 to well 20 to 50 you know on fluctuations of it so there was some rebalancing required there and someone said to me oh that must be the most you've earned on any one instrument you know why don't you just go all in on that you know i'm going to go in on that and they think oh because you've earned so much money on that i'm going to go into that i'm not going to skip the rest but it's the rest that allowed me to make the money on that because of my mind if I sat there and had my entire eggs in the basket of crypto, watching it go up 20, 30, 40, 50% every day and down, there's no way that I would have been able to capitalize on it because I would be taking the profits out as soon as they went up. You know, your life over, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it, totally. But by earning your right to that, that level, you're not being swung around emotionally and the same goes for business if you've got some cash cushions and some savings and you're managing your finances and you've got you know that's without the business 
you're going to go into business with a different attitude. And I'll give you a real solid example that people can relate to. And I always say about the builder, the builder does that, the work on your house and you ring him up and he's got no savings, nothing. Right. And he's desperate. He's just come out of lockdown. He's desperate to make some money. You ring him up and you say, I want to pay your final invoice, but I've got a few snags. He's going to come around agitated, bit snarky, you know, desperate for to be paid. You're going to have an argument. You're never going to recommend him. Probably won't even pay him what you owed him in total. You probably pay half or something. Never see him again. If, on the other hand, he comes to you and he's got the cash cushions and he's managing his finances, he's got six months living expenses in the bank and, you know, he's, he's doing a good job. You ring him up, he'll be, no, no worries. I'll be around to you. I'm going to make sure that we've got a long-lasting relationship. I want to get all this sorted for you. Is it okay? Right? Completely different attitude. They recommend you. They tip you. They give you more. They recommend you to the friends. A return on investment just by having savings. That's that's how that works. And, um, and that is why I, yeah, again, that's why I preach what I preach. But in business, it's having the ability it, it, to also build build products that are highly leveraged, you know, and, and going back to what I said earlier about the product creation, I find that you, in order to maintain a level of freedom and prosperity in your business and have fulfillment, the way that we build products and services and have done since tier one is to have about 80% digital access content, which is already done, already done. So 80% of the business is already built. And it's digitally delivered instantaneous. As soon as they pay, they get access, you know, and then you're asleep and they've got 80%. And then to make it kind of remarkable and, and give you fulfillment, about 15% of it is digital uh, product. So upgraded, refreshing, new added stuff. And if you think of like Netflix, for instance, Netflix is the same, 80% already there. And then 20% of it is like, the new Netflix originals, you know, the new series, one product. So we keep about 15% and then 5% of it is human. So a gift pack, you know, a real physical touch point. Um, but it's tiny piece of the business, but it just makes the business feel like it's a real valuable, you know, something great to be part of. Yeah. And that's, that seems to have worked for us. Absolutely. And I think even though, you know, like I say, I'm in it. And I hear that and I'm like, I don't care that 80% because I understand that a lot of it's functional. I don't need someone there mm. delivering that piece of information online to me bit by bit. It's all no. there. It's consumable as I need it. And, yeah, you know, I think that's, that's you know, and I think that's going to be very valuable for anyone listening is to realise that, you know, stop scrabbling around, have that kind of, you know, thought process. And to be fair, it was quite a good link, happy people sell, you know, with that builder story. It was like, do you know what, if you're in that place where you're like, how can I make this valuable? How can we do this long term? Yeah. That's always going to be, you know, and I'll fully admit, I've not always been in that place because you kind of, no. your mindset's massively important. But now you, when you kind of realise that, you centralise yourself and understand it all, works absolutely brilliantly. Yeah, um, well, it's, another, it's another thing that people don't weigh up. Like uh, people, Most people go into a physical service business, which is the easiest to start, hardest to scale. You know, it's anyone can knock on someone's door and say, I'll walk your dog. I'll train you down the park. It's very, very easy to start, but hardest to scale. And I think what 2020 taught a lot of people is financial freedom isn't just financial. It's mobility, flexibility, choice. And that comes from 
being liberated from the business. And you don't have to have a ton of systems in your business to do that. You just have to have the the, the kind of scales the right way. So mm. digital, digital access already done. And then 20% of it, you can then coach or you know, do the, the monthly meetings like we do and things like that. That's it. And it's also, it's taking our time at the start, isn't it? Build definitely. it, get it ready. And same as, you know, you're investing, you're saving. It's the same process. You're getting it ready for when yeah. you need it. So, yeah, yeah makes complete Absolutely. sense. Look, been awesome speaking to you. Just before we go, where can everyone find you? Apart from all uh, over my Facebook. T- yeah, to be honest, I, I recommend that everyone just, I am on social media, obviously. Um, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, Jason Greystone, Instagram. But I just recommend that people listen to my podcast. Uh, it's called Always Free. And if you just go back to episode one and start listening there, uh, let me know. You know, if you get through six episodes, come and let me know what you think. Well, that's where I started. So, yeah, definitely a good start. Look, mate, thank you for coming on. Really, really enjoyed this, I think. This is going to be massively important for people listening. And uh, yeah, we'll do another one as well. Brilliant. Can't wait. Thanks very much. Awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers for having us. Cheers.